0: Welcome to Selfish Confidence, a place where we can connect and be real about how hard it is to be your damn self. I'm your host, Jess, and my goal is to help you build confidence and belief in yourself to live any life path you want, even if it's unconventional. It's time to break down those barriers and connect with women who've also felt on the outside by their life choices. We're encouraging you to grab the mic and speak your truth. I know it can be scary, but we're in this together. We got this. Let's dive in. Welcome, Ashley. I am so excited that you're here today uh, to share your truth and to share your story with us. Uh, can you tell us a bit about you, your story, and how did you get started with Birth Baby
1: Sleep? I can tell you that. Hi, Jess. Nice to see you. I always love connecting with you. Nice to see you. Um, so, I guess I I like to take this story back to university days because I I ended up taking a uh, well, getting a degree in health promotion that was not the intention, but I landed there somehow and loved it. So uh, my background's in health promotion from an education standpoint. I started working at a mental health nonprofit organization pretty soon after, um, after my undergrad. And it was giving me kind of that real real life experience stuff with what I would learned in school. It was really cool. But I really miss school <laughs> for some reason. No, I actually I love I love learning. So I went back for a master's in health promotion while I was working. Um, so I have quite a background in that health promotion field, which I think is really cool. Um, so I got the master's degree. I'm working in mental health, which it was, is really important work, to be honest. I mean, of course, I think you <laughs> understand that, too, of all people. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't for me. Like it was, I, I knew it was great work and I was getting great experience and all that stuff, but it just didn't feel aligned with me. So,
0: and you were good at it. Like, add that in there too, because you were well, good. Well,
1: okay, it. cool. I got good at it, I guess. I,
0: I think that's an interesting point. And I add that in there because people don't always say that about themselves, but like you were good at it and you still knew it wasn't yes. for you. And sometimes people don't always re- like think like, oh, well, I'm good at being a teacher. So I'll just stay being a teacher for the rest of my life. But sometimes. Right, right. You can know
1: exactly. You can be good at being a teacher. And I was really good. I thought like my niche was facilitating groups and just learning about a topic and being able to deliver that. So that's where I was honing in those skills quite a bit um, in amongst some other things. But yeah, you can be really good at teaching and still do something else that's not teaching. Uh, Anyway, all Mm -hmm. that to say was, you know, I I was doing that work and it was it was all well and good and it was fine, but it wasn't really my thing. Anyway, enter marriage, enter buying a first house, enter trying to conceive for a couple of years, which was its own ups and downs, mostly downs. Um, Then starting a family and having a young family with two kids. So just get through all of that about 10 years or so in, in there. Um, but each mat leave I would have, so I had two mat leaves in this time, um, three kids now, but this was all while I was working at this job. I was trying to find a new job. I was like, I'm not going back. I'm going to hit the pavement. I'm going to network. We're going to find something else. And then I'll be able to give them my notice. I worked really hard at that and it didn't quite pan out how I was hoping. So um that was really frustrating because i was like i knew i wanted to get out i didn't really know what i wanted to do but i knew there was something else out there and there was, so i was just trying to figure out what that was and say hey if i start here then that'll take me somewhere else i don't know but i was just looking for something different it all kind of came to a head when i was on my second mat leave it was my birthday actually so it was a few months into my second mat leave my boss calls me um, and she knew it was my birthday, which is the odd thing. She called us a happy birthday. And to give me this bit of news that when I came back after Matt leave, we were no longer going to be funded. So I would have a job for about a month and then I would be laid off. <laughs> so I was on, on your birthday. birthday. Thank you so much. I, you know what? A gift. It was a gift. The best gift. One of the best gifts. And even at the time, like, even it didn't ruin my day completely. It was a bit of a shock. And I was like, oh, crap. Now I really do need to get another job. But it was also like, well, this is it. This is the push that's going to turn something. So let's do it. So I started networking again and started. Anyway, I ended up meeting through networking. I'm meeting a public health nurse that was looking to start prenatal classes. Because a few months prior, like that January of that year. So let's say let's take us to like August, September right now. So January of that
0: what year we are, we are in?
1: in oh my gosh, this would have been seven years ago ish. Okay, so like 2015. Yeah. So um, our province and and the public health, they stopped offering free prenatal classes to everybody, group prenatal classes. And I remember hearing that on the radio when I was pregnant with my second, and we we're like, what the like why what? what are they doing that for and thinking like me gee maybe I could do something about this because I can facilitate groups and I'm a mom and I I've been through birth maybe I could figure something out but I was heavily pregnant with my second like there was just no way I was gonna jump to that right now so it was really interesting that I met somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody that was a public health nurse that felt the same way about this as I did and was still working as a public health nurse but wanted but was going to have this side project of offering prenatal classes so she and I met um she's like look I got all the stuff I got the content I have I don't know how do we get the people here how does this all look and at the time marketing is not my thing at all it still still isn't but I was like hey I'm on Facebook I know a few pregnant people like let's see what we can do (laughs) and that was seven years ago this this month next month September October is when we started our first classes um so right I was like oh wow this is I love it and i knew it wasn't going to be a full-time replace my other job but i was like i wanted to do this this is important i'm totally willing to help out and see what happens so it just kind of fell into place like that so i was doing that on the side went back to work after it happened in that time still on the rest of my mat leave my boss called me again and said hey the public went up in arms about us losing funding and there was another organization that was also going to lose funding because it happened really quickly that they're giving us another year, and saying to us, well, we can have one more year, and then we can find other funding. So I knew I was going to go back to something longer for just a month. So that was good. Um, Long-winded story now. But I go back to work. I'm working on the side, teaching these prenatal classes a couple times a month, and really enjoying that, and thinking like, hey, now it makes sense to do some other trainings that I was kind of considering when I was on Matt leave before like sleep consulting because that didn't cross my mind until I needed some help <laughs> until you had a baby sleep <laughs> holy cow and there definitely wasn't a lot like Instagram wasn't like it was now like so weird mm-hmm. to say that stuff yeah. but it's true like it wasn't easy even Pinterest it wasn't easy to find my youngest is uh nine and a half so it wasn't easy to find that stuff and sometimes it's a little too easy but we might get into that later um so I I was just like hey well now it kind of makes sense I'm working with you know families in this capacity kind of makes sense to get the sleep training aspect so I became a certified childbirth educator and a certified sleep consultant all while working this last year of this job uh, but didn't end up staying the full year um, because I was like this we gotta we gotta do something more with this so anyway that's kind of where it all started it was like a Partly me trying to work towards something, but not knowing what that something was. Partly feeling like things kind of fell in my lap, even though I had to work to find those things, if that makes any sense. Mm. And then just trying things out and seeing what happens. So that's kind of where everything originated.
0: It's like you knew that you were open to something and like you had no idea where this Mm. was going to go. When you heard about those prenatal classes on the radio, was there something in you that like, f- like sparked a little bit? You're like, hmm, 100%. like I felt it, like maybe that was part of my calling, but you didn't like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or was it just like, huh, like that's really unfortunate. Well,
1: all of the above, because uh, I had taken those mm. free prenatal classes and they, you know, like anything you can look, I can look back now and thinking about the kind of training that I've had and the kind of classes that I teach Now, um, so I, I look back thinking like, oh, those could have been better, but it was still a place to meet in a group, learning in groups and face to face and getting to ask a trained professional questions instead of just Google or your friend down the street. Like those those are all well and good, but you have to be able to you need something to narrow that focus. Cause like I was saying, like there's too much noise. So the learning in group mm-hmm. stuff, meeting other people, just getting to learn from other people's questions, like that's health promotion. <laughs> that's where all my training has mm-hmm. been and what I find so, so valuable. So I was immediately like, what the F? And I wish I could do something about this right now, but I'm going to have a baby. So not a great time. So it kind of left my mind a little bit till til I met this public health nurse. So it was, I don't
0: know. Until, like, the right divine time, Yeah, I guess. Until it
1: was meant to be. I love
0: that. And, like, as you know, I'm not a mom. So as I was telling Ashley, Ashley and I know each other in real life, too. And I'm like, these topics are always kind of awkward for me because I don't have that same kind of connection. And I don't want to come off insensitive at all. So that's why I invite people like Ashley to come on and talk about these things because so many of you need to hear this. And as you know, I'm not the person for that. And that's okay. <laughs> um, but I really want to talk about the pressures of that mom guilt and that judgment. And can you chat with us today about the un- like you being an unconventional mom and how society has pressured you as a mom on this journey?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, that, that's also <laughs> a conversation when it comes to how this all started, because like, there's, I just don't know where to start with that, because it really, it comes down to whether it's, it's, a whether it's moms or just people, humans, Media, mm-hmm. social media. Uh, my master's thesis was on um, the uh, well, it was more around obesity and overeating, but how our environment kind of causes that. <laughs> Not kind of like really Ooh. like the, our super. Yeah, our that. environment puts that on the individual. That's an individual problem. Well, you should just eat less and move more and do this and that. But actually, no. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna send me coupons for cheap meals at McDonald's and you're going to have, you drive down the street and it's boom, 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 boom. Like though that's just one small little aspect of it, that it's, it's the environmental aspects, the societal pressures that all this, Mm -hmm. where this all trickles down from, but getting to like, whether it's from a mom's perspective, I guess, uh, the weight, the size and shape of your body after having a baby, after breastfeeding, just like, Things are supposed to change as we get older and things are definitely changing if you have a child. So how we've all kind of feel like we need to bounce back or we're not happy with the way things are now. Like it's, it's a different, it's such a huge mindset shift, mindset shift that um, I would not be the person to be the one to fix any of that. But I think. I just, I just can't, I can't stand all that noise. I can't stand those kinds of pressures that we put on ourselves or that when I'm hearing from moms feeling bad about doing certain things, I feel like they're scared to tell me that they breastfeed their child to sleep or they maybe co-sleep sometimes, or they don't want to sleep train. You're like, that's cool. It's all like, but those are the pressures they, you read about something you see it on Google, you see it on a blog, it just comes in passing, but it immediately stays in your mind and you might keep thinking about it thinking like, oh, that's me doing something wrong now if I'm not doing it like this. So Ooh,
0: that's a really interesting way to look at it, too. Like as an expert, you have a lot of clients come to you and talk to you about yeah. these things. And so you see all of that guilt and judgment, even just like that people put on uh-huh. themselves. So for people to feel nervous to tell you things like, oh, I don't want to tell Ashley that, you know, I do this because... She's going
1: to judge me. Or it's Um, prefaced by, yeah, sorry, it was prefaced by, like, you know, I know I shouldn't, or I know this is bad. And I'm always the first one to say, like, no, it's not. I did that stuff, too. And so, like, I don't name people, but, like, I I, because I hear it all the time. So I'm lucky to get to do that is to reassure parents that everything's cool. You're doing great. Um, But just, Mm. I, I guess... My health promotion. If there's one thing I learned through health promotion, my degree is how to critically analyze something, and and so I just call bullshit on all of that stuff. So I really dive into, and that's why yeah. I love the training that I've done for childbirth education and particularly for sleep consulting because there's a, lots of trainings out there, but they're not all great. Um, but we actually looked at research studies and we critically analyzed research studies, not you know, opinions on what people think about sleep or what have you. Anyway, it's, it, it, it kind of comes down to me. I'd like to help people narrow the focus. I like to provide like that evidence-based real information and talk about the why those recommendations are there so that parents can make the best decisions for them and their families, not thinking that, oh, I have to do what they're doing and I have to do what they're doing and I have to do what they're saying. How do I do all this? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Mm. When someone approaches you, too, with something that they feel like they're doing, quote unquote, wrong, um, how do you help to ease a mom, a woman in that process for them to feel like they're totally normal, like it's OK to do things differently? I mean,
1: I think I, I can't say this for sure, but I think I would feel this way, too, for me. But I, as a mom of three kids... I know that that's not indicative of all kids everywhere, but there are three very different personalities. So I get to, I share my own experiences sometimes of like, oh yes, I have a kid like that. And oh, I have a kid like that too. And if I don't have a kid like that, I know somebody who has a kid like that because I hear about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So just being able to say like, actually that's normal or I hate that word, but that's common. Um, mm-hmm. and, and actually thinking about like, I know a bit about child behavior and and development and milestones and things. So getting to explain again, the why something is going on or why your baby needs you to do this, this way, or why you're feeling it's going like this. There's a reason for it. And so if you can understand why, and also know that you're not the only one going through that, I can hear their shoulders come down from their ears over the phone. It's, mm. it's great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because I think women don't hear that stuff enough. They just always hear the bad things. And especially when it comes to moms, they just always hear, oh boy, shouldn't do it like that. Or have you tried this? Or like always that like piece of you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And I think a lot of moms hear that. Um, and it's just like, us. I think it's awesome that you have a space that is safe for women to come to feel seen and loved in whatever way they choose to parent. And that's what we're all about here, doing things differently and being unconventional and, you know, living your truth and being a mom in your way. Mm-hmm. And i that's why I love you so much because I've always felt like I could connect with you on that, even as someone who's not a mom. You've never felt made me feel like, oh, just you're such a loser because you don't have kids. Like, you've just always been like, hey, I can tell you about my kids. They're crazy. <laughs> I love them. And, like, you just kind of, like, have always been very welcoming in that way, and I know you do that in your business too. So what gave you the courage uh, to take that leap into entrepreneurship and to start
1: birth baby sleep. I I had a light bulb moment that I never expected. I mean, do you ever expect those things to happen? I was in a meeting with my boss, hating on my job and in my internally <laughs> and uh, and literally there's just, I, there's a moment I I can remember where I was sitting and who was there and all of this stuff. And I, I kind of perked up inside and it was just like, you're going to quit just symbols that you're going to quit. And I was like, wait a second, can I, can I do that? And it, it just felt like the decision was made for me. I can't, it, it, I hate saying that because it sounds like it was so easy, but it wasn't like my, my partner and I are, you know, we're middle-class citizens. We both need to work to raise our family. Um, there's, you know, insurance, health, like there's so much to that. Right. So, but it was, it felt like a long time coming at the same time. So I had this light bulb moment. I'm in the meeting. As soon as I I try, like, (laughs) as soon as I can excuse myself from the meeting, I'm out of there. I go outside. I call my partner. I'm going to quit. I think I need to quit. I just needed to make sure it was, he was cool with it. (laughs) And he was, he knew how much I hated it. He could hear my confidence in like, this is it. I'm going to quit. I'm just going to try this other thing and we'll figure it out. Like, I just, I need to get out of here. So he's like, okay, do it. And, uh, and I'm making it sound like the job was terrible. But again, it was just it wasn't me and I wasn't being my best self. I knew that. Um, and so I went walked back in and started typing up my two weeks notice. And I haven't looked back since it, it's, it, it was crazy, because, you know, again, I had kids in daycare, we had to peel back on the care. So I was kind of, you know, a, a new entrepreneur that I had no idea, like, I guess I gonna make a website now. <laughs> what are we doing? And and also now kind of a stay-at-home mom at the same time so the juggling act started from there um and the outlaw well, is telling you my youngest is going to school uh this this year so it's it's been quite a journey of juggling and not that I'm not going <laughs> to juggle them anymore they're going off to school every like
0: different. they're on their own now um, like get out of here yeah
1: they're on their own <laughs> see you later you got that. yeah um, so what gave me the confidence I think was, I, again, there was a lot of preparation and work, even though I didn't know what it was for going uh, uh, beneath the surface. So it was a combination of your preparedness, but also opportunity and just kind of meeting somewhere in the middle. And like you said, it kind of, it must've just happened at the right time. Um, but it's, I think what it was just that light bulb moment of feeling like, well, you know what? If I'm so unhappy here and I found this something that even though it's not a full time replacement yet, maybe I can do something with this and I can't do something with this if I don't give it my all. And I can't give it my all if I'm working nine to five Monday to Friday at a place that I am not happy. So it just kind of that light bulb was really that moment of like it took me it made me think about those things like health plan. Okay, my partner has one. Boom. We can figure that out. Um, child care. Well, we'll cut back a little bit and I'll work on weekend stuff. Oh, okay. We'll take that out. So you just kind of thinking one step at a time, but man, is it ever worth it? It's
0: worth it. I love that you had no idea what you were doing, because that's entrepreneurship. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to have, like, I will do it when I have it all figured out, when I have all the cards lined up, when everything looks perfect, when the timing is just, just right. And it's Mm. never going to happen. It's always going to be uncomfortable. You're never going to be totally ready to do it ever. I'm not ready right now. You're not ready right now. I'm still not ready. You might feel a little bit further than you were seven years ago, but like, you're not, you still don't know what you're doing. Like That's just entrepreneurship. We're always figuring it out as we go. And it's just a really important reminder for anyone listening who's just like, oh, I need to wait for the perfect timing or I need to have this much saved up in my bank account. Sure. If you need, to, you feel like you need to have those things, great. But I think it's just an excuse and you're putting off what you're actually called to do and what you're meant to do. And sometimes you hear that voice and you ignore it. I love that you actually just like was like, I'm going with it. I heard the voice. And I'm going to Oh,
1: just I was waiting for that voice. Mm-hmm. I was waiting. I was waiting. Um, but, yeah, it took a long time for it to come. I wish it had come sooner, but maybe for reasons I don't know about, it didn't. And that's fine. But um, it, it was kind of from that moment that actually that I started thinking more along the lines of like, hmm, this is seems really convenient. Yet it wasn't. And so I start thinking. Anyway, that's that's a different podcast, isn't it?
0: I know because we always line it up. It's after yeah. we can look back and we can like kind of like totally. analyze all the things that happen and all the dots that got connected and how it all lined up. But in the timing, you're just like, this is totally out of blue. This is really weird. Um, mm-hmm. But afterwards, mm-hmm. I love looking back and being like, oh wow, like that dot meant for to happen so that that dot could happen, and like I can see the dots connecting now. But in the time when you only have one dot on the page. You're just like, this is crazy. I am crazy. Yeah, because
1: that first dot is always a shit storm, isn't Oh, it's it? scary. <laughs> like <laughs> it's a the blank thing that page with
0: one dot and you're just like, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. It turns into something beautiful, though, if you really have the courage to try. So that kind of mm-hmm. leads us into the next question. What advice would you give to the woman who's looking to take that kind of big leap or even small leap, whatever, um, like you did? And take that step and to listen to that voice. But they're struggling with the time, the kids, and all those other things that we're faced with as women in this space. We just have all those pressures on us um, to do things a certain way. What would you tell that mm-hmm. woman?
1: I mean, just what we were saying. Just <laughs> You just got to do it. And it's the hardest step to take. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's so much easier said than done. Um, and if you had told me, at you know, five years into this job, oh, we'll just quit. I'd be like, well, what the hell? What, the, what am I going to do? Like then, you know, people always say like it's easier to find a job while you have a job, and stuff like that. So it it didn't make any sense to me. But there came a time when it did, and it still took a lot of digging hard. But just like just like when somebody asks me as a sleep consultant, like when is the right time to sleep train? I'm like there might not be a right time ever because you don't want there to be a right time or the baby and things are working for you. You don't have to sleep train. So that's always the first thing I say. And then the next thing I say is like, well, it's when you're ready. Like, it's not about somebody like, Oh, well at four months we just sleep train. And then everything was hunky dory. Like, but my kids four months and I don't necessarily want to, or okay. No, no, then don't it's, it's there for you if you need it. So there's always going to be that thing. I feel like I'm going another. road. It may not always be there but if you have a voice if you feel like calling if you feel a pull to something i think that's kind of i don't know mother that's nature yeah. universe it's somebody saying do this and they're going to keep showing you that thing cuz like i heard about the prenatal classes stopping And then I met a public health nurse and then so they'll it'll keep coming at you and sometimes not always clearly but if you feel that pull to something I think it's worth jumping into because the other side's pretty cool even if it's not what you thought it would be even right even if you quote unquote fail there's learning in that that's a one dot on the page that's going to lead to something I don't know just you got to go with your gut
0: I always think that too, like if, if something interests you, it's on your heart for a reason. And even if it's for a hobby, right? Like you're interested in Mm -hmm. hockey and you're like, well, maybe I should join this hockey league. And like, I saw this poster at the corner store, like maybe I should call. And then you call and you go to the hockey game. I don't know why this is a thing that came up for me, but whatever. I don't play sports. Um, you go to the <laughs> hockey game, you meet someone at the hockey game, and maybe you know that person has some kind of impact on your life. There is a literal reason for everything, every thought that comes into your head, and that's a lot of pressure to think of it like that, but just go with it. If you have like a little push to start something, join a sports team, go to one of the selfish socials, do something, like, feel that push and just, like, go after it because it really could change mm-hmm. your life. One small decision, one person that you meet, you're not going to change your life sitting locked in your house. You're just not.
1: That's absolutely true. <laughs> one side note that made me think of that, too, because I recently signed up for some pottery classes. So <gasps> watch out, guys. There might be birth, baby, sleep pottery happening. I have game. always <laughs> wanted to do pottery classes, so I'm going to talk to you about that after. That's oh, so cool. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure I haven't even gone yet, but I can't wait to go back a second time. Anyway, I, I remember asking a few friends of mine, Hey, is anybody else interested in taking some pottery classes? Here's the night um, that it's on um, and how long it's going for, what have you. And a lot of them responded back with, and a lot of them are moms, a lot of them responded back with, like, Well, I have to wait. I don't know what time the kids' activities are going to be yet. We didn't sign them up yet. So I got to figure that out first. Totally get that. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> there we go. Totally get that. But this time this year, cause I've been looking for these pottery classes and wanting to take one for a long time, a, f- a few years, I'll say, but that's long enough for me for wanting to do something and putting it off, putting it off, putting it off because for the same reasons, Oh, well, my kids are in all these activities and I don't know what time, you know, the basketball is going to be at I, anyway. So I would never get to do it and they would fill up and another year goes by but this year I said I'm picking the activity first my Mm -hmm. kids activities can work around my activity because I never get an activity and I want one so it was like I I it feels selfish to do something like Mm -hmm. that especially as a mom I feel guilty oh but what if there's something they really wanted to do and that's the only night they can do it they can do it next term or (laughs) next year Uh, it will be there for them because I I need that time too. So you kind of just have to do the things. And hey, if it ends up being a terrible night for me to be out and it does mess with a lot of stuff, maybe next time I can find one at a different time where I just don't go or I don't like it. But I'm going for it because I've wanted to for so long. And you're going to come with me next
0: time. I love that. I also think it would be inspiring for your kids to see you have an activity too. To have an identity outside of being a mom. Like, oh, my mom goes yeah. to pottery classes. Because I never, I've never i never really had hobbies as an adult because I do think it comes from I have parents who their hobby was work. And so now my hobby has become work and starting businesses because that's what I learned. But it would be cool if I could be like, oh, yeah, my mom goes to painting classes on Thursday nights. What an inspiring thing that would be to see as a child. Like, that's normal for adults to have activities too. Why is it weird for women to go out to do pottery classes because they have kids, like, oh, I can't do that because I have kids, like, or I can't do that mm. because you know I work on that night, like, whatever. I think it would be really cool for my kids to see me in a different light. To for you if, to come home with yeah. like a mug or something, that might be a lot, but like or a bowl. that they're gonna
1: break, but but still. like
0: that <laughs> they're like I made this. Your kids do that to you all the time. Like, why can't you come home with something and be like, oh my
1: gosh, I made this. Yeah. If there's one thing I've learned, I mean, I say, I think I said that already this time, but it, <laughs> parenting, you learn so much because you're learning about not only how to raise your kids, but you're learning about yourself because you're reflecting on how you were parented and mm-hmm. how you want to do things and it, woo, what a trip. So there's quite <laughs> a journey in there and definitely it's like a, they need to see you do the things that you want them to do. They need to experience it mm-hmm. from their eyes and actually, you know, how, how do how does my mom or dad handle stress? How do they do? Because those are things they're going to have in their lives. And we we can do, you know, siblings fight. <laughs> we can tell them how to work things out with them. Or we can actually show them. And so my partner and I, if we're ever arguing, um, we, we feel like we can have a bit of an argument because we're also going to show them later how we work through it.
0: Ooh, that's anyway, so good. I'm,
1: this is not a parenting ha- and I'm not an expert, but <laughs> it's just been quite... A, a learning experience so what you're saying of like them seeing me go out and mm-hmm. do the things because i've noticed as as a work at home mom so i work at home but i'm here when they're here i'm here too um <laughs> and when i when i do when i do have to go teach prenatal classes on tuesday nights or if i do go to a consult some if i'm leaving the house they're not used to that mm-hmm. it, it's weird because my partner does the monday to friday thing we say goodbye in the morning we see him when he comes home But it's like, no, I'm supposed to just be around. And when I leave, it's a big deal. But anyway, I'm showing them that it's not a big deal. Mommy works too. Mummy has a life too. And it's not just all about you guys.
0: I I understand that in the sense of like a dog mom life because I work from home too. Polly just always assumes that I'm around. Like I'm always going to be there. And Mm, as soon as Glenn mm. pulls in the driveway, she goes ham and she like runs to the car and she jumps in. But it's like, well, but mom's always here. And I always find that interesting because I'm just like, but. Like, I leave too yeah. sometimes. I can I can leave. And, like, when I leave, she never bugs Glenn at all. But if I'm here all day, like, she can be annoying. I always wonder, why is that? And I know it's because I'm he- there all the time. She just yeah. expects and, it. And just like your kids, they just kind of like, oh, mom's going to be there. Right. Like, mom can have a life too. She's not just mom.
1: So I bet Polly reacts differently than when you come home. Oh, yeah. Then she does too, Yeah. Def- so my kids do the same like they can be all excited when daddy gets home and like it's it's another energy in the house and Hoo-hee. but then when I get home it's like and and my husband will say like everybody was fine all day mm-hmm. like and then they're whining and they're complaining and it's like where have you been now I gotta let all this stuff out on. <laughs> so like why am I getting this it's not fair. I, anyway you it's it. It, because that expectation oh well She wasn't here all day to hear this. So now we're going to dump it all on her
0: (laughs) It's crazy how that is too, though. Like it it really is interesting to see how children react – and I don't want to like put it all on mom, but like when mom leaves and I see that through like friends and family too, like there's a lot of pressure on moms that dads don't have. Same with hobbies. Glenn has so many hobbies. He mountain bikes. He he plays hockey several nights a week in the winter. And I never really questioned him going out to do hobbies. And again, we don't have kids, but it'd be the same thing. Men don't think about what night their hobby is on. They just sign up for their hobby and they go after it. And oftentimes that can be Mm -hmm. the hockey game on Sunday nights or whatever. And you're just like, Sunday nights, like that's the worst night. How could you do that? Um, They never think about it. They just sign up and they go and they do their thing. We put that pressure on ourselves of like, oh, well, I can't do it that night and I can't do it this night. And just getting to that point where we never do it because we feel that guilt. Men do not have that. Like Glenn has never, ever once felt guilty for going (laughs) – to do whatever he wants to do.
1: No, and I think I I want to say that I I read about this before. There might actually be some backing up of science of that because it's they're they just m- men generally have this kind of built-in self-care system. Mm. So it's not they're not thinking of like oh I should go make plans to do this because like I'm really stressed out. I mean maybe some are sure, but they're just it's built in. They. If they're tired, they're going to go take a nap. If they, But if they want to go do something, they're going to go do it. So that self-care is built in. Whereas a, a lot of moms, and I, yes, that's a generalization too, but we're home a lot for maternity leave. And we're often the ones, you know, kind of the head of the family in terms of the children the and care. how that trickles yeah. down. The care and stuff like that. It definitely happens. So um, they say that that is really positive stuff and that's I I like to tell people that too because I I experience it myself I know they're going through it when you know kids are challenging you or they're reacting that way or we have to think about our own self-care this is how secure attachment is formed and this is actually a good thing like when you go drop them off and they're all you know clinging at you that's that's a good sign even though it's hard um and so the self-care piece yeah getting back to that men kind of have it built in moms we feel like guilty because we wanted these kids so bad usually right and mm-hmm. and we you know you can get that kind of feeling of well you asked for this mm-hmm. and this is what parenting is so ta da um And that's also then- what people
0: tell you too right Because if you express that you're feeling that guilt, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, this is what you signed up for or wait till they're this age and you, you know, you wanted Mm -hmm. this like.
1: Yeah. And you tell that to somebody who's been trying to have kids for so long mm -hmm. like that. You definitely feel that. Oh, well, this is what we were trying for. So Mm -hmm. we got to make this work. Anyway, it's there's there's a ton of pressure there and and so trying to carve out that time for your own self-care feels very I'm gonna feel guilty I'm sure when I leave still even though I'm talking about I shouldn't (laughs) be we might still feel it but I'm getting a lot better at pushing that feeling aside because feelings are just feelings and I can tell them to f off whenever Mm -hmm. I want to
0: (laughs) I know it's so it's so hard and yeah Yeah, oh it is you're gonna feel that guilt for sure but the fact that you're doing it anyway, the fact that you signed up for the class and that you're going to go do something that you're excited it. about. You're not going to regret it. Yeah. You going to yeah. that class and getting your hands all dirty and enjoying a good old time some with some pottery is going to be so <laughs> cool. I love that you're doing it. I think that's, a, like, amazing. And that kind of mm. leads us into the next question about community because community is key. And having these kind of – how you find community is going out to these – Things like the selfish social, Mm -hmm. like a course, like something where you can meet people who are like minded and can connect with you on something. And whether that's Mm -hmm. pottery or hockey or whatever, (laughs) it can be anything. Um, You have this really cool community that you've created with Birth Baby Sleep and this sign that you had for the summer. And I love the sign so much. Can you tell us a little bit about the story of this sign that you have? It says Birth Baby Sleep on it and how it's been helping you cultivate community.
1: Oh, this sign. This sign feels like (laughs) one of those things that you order in the middle of the night and it shows up and you're like, what did I do? (laughs) I love it so much. Um, The unfortunate thing, it wasn't the middle of the night. And I, when I was purchasing it and I wanted a sign just to have up for my prenatal classes actually, because I use, I use a shared space. uh, So I don't have my own signage there. So I thought, Hey, if I can just put this up anyway. I was measuring in inches, but the program I was using was measuring in feet, apparently. So it came out nice and big. So when it showed up at my door in a really tall box, I thought, oh, what did we do? Anyway, it's it's long. It's bigger than my couch. Like it's it's humongous, but it looks a lot smaller outside. So uh, what we've been doing with the sign, because I'm like, I bought it. What else am I going to do for? I'm not going to throw this out. I had some great suggestions from people to put it up on the bridge or get it on a bus or I was going to cover my car with it. I don't know. But what we ended up doing was taking it around town with us. We started uh, birth baby sleep, started some uh, in-person chats at the park. We called them. We were meeting up at different parks around Halifax and Dartmouth where we live and uh, brought the sign with me. So people could identify us and come over and say hi. And (laughs) the first time we did it, Oh my gosh, we got a group of babies just all lay on the sign and take a picture. It's now on my website. I love it so much. But it it's uh it's become that symbol of community, of where we're all connected. And whether you came here intentionally or you just happen to be walking by and see a group of us and you want to come say hi, that's what it's there for. So it's been fun and it's it's gonna continue. We're gonna continue into the the fall and winter. I'm just gonna take it as many places as I can thought it might – maybe we'll do our own parade someday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: you should go in the Santa Claus parade.
1: <laughs> I mean, it could work. It could it work. Could it's work a big there.
0: sign. You could have a lot of people carrying it. It's good. It would be good. I love yeah. that because I remember when we talked at the beginning of the summer you were just like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this sign. And seeing <laughs> yeah, I just got it. Yeah. yeah, seeing you going to the parks and, like, all the women that are there with their babies is just, like, really – exciting and cool to see because we know as women we need community. We need people in our life that we can talk to about these things who can help us to feel, you know, connected and that we can share our truth and share who we are and not feel judged because sometimes even as moms just in your family with your parents and grandparents and people around there's always that layer of judgment for why you're doing things a certain way. But like imagine going to a park and seeing a bunch of moms where you can just be like, "Hey, I do this. Yeah. And they're like, cool. I do it this way. Cool. Like how how great yeah. would that be? And I've been watching all the pictures because I think it'd be kind of weird if I came to your to your um, mom <gasps> events. They'd be like, who's this girl? Why does she bring her dog? Um, but I've been watching from afar in a creepy way. And I think it's just so cool to see these women come together.
1: Oh, listen, so do I. It, it really warms my heart because it's exactly what Uh, I wish I could be a part of when I Mm -hmm. was first starting to have kids. I feel lucky that I get to be a part of it. I just want to be the, I feel like people need someone to sometimes we need somebody to just provide the space, provide the opportunity to let those things happen. So um, I can't always be as involved with everything as I want to be because birth baby sleep has quite a a lot of offerings. And um, but at the same time, I I don't feel like I need to be, I'm not in charge of anything. It's not about like doing things how I parent. It's really just to have that community, have that space where they can come together. And that particular the last one that we did that had a, a huge group. Oh, my gosh, it was so heartwarming. And at the end, you know, people were just picking up their babies and then going to another side of the and going to say hi to some other people. There were people exchanging contact information before they left babies are a great icebreaker mm-hmm. yeah oh my god my baby I don't know if I can swear but you my baby ahead. took a, my baby took a big shit up their <laughs> shoulders yesterday too here do you need a hand I have extra wipes or oh, so like good you know oh my baby's six month old as well is your six month and so it's it's an icebreaker to mm-hmm. be able to then start talking about other things I don't know because it's those deeper conversations right don't you find like okay we'll start out with the weather and you know what milestone is your baby doing but like what are you googling in the middle of the night and why (laughs) isn't just I don't know that's where you really find connections so I hope that the more we keep this momentum and and keep showing that we're around and you can meet somebody new each time or you don't have to come all the time it's really just come and go as you please that it's always going to be there for somebody when they need it.
0: I love it. I'm getting emotional over here because I just think it's so important for people to have something like that. And that's exactly what I've been doing with the Selfish Socials too, like trying to have some place where women can come and connect and, you know, try something new. And like Ashley just came to the last one. And when she came, there was someone else who was there who was like, hey, I did your prenatal class on Zoom. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. to see Ashley's community come together and my community come together at the same time, i was just like, whoa, like this is so cool to just see like just it just shows you how much it's needed it shows you how much it's
1: needed and people are ready i I think now with with the pandemic and stuff people are ready to be like that was crazy guys let's like we're kind of i i kind of see some momentum like we're Mm -hmm. gonna make it even better than it was before because it wasn't that great before the pandemic either Mm -hmm. so that it was just kind of momentum i know it was momentum for me in my business to do more community group stuff Mm -hmm. uh So yeah, it's such a great way to do it. And I love why, what you're doing too, because like you said, it's, it's for we the adults. It. It's for the women. It's just to get out like and you were promoting that thing and I'm like this sounds fun. <laughs> and like I know Jess, I don't know the others, but like I'll meet somebody and then you end up making new friends or and just chilling anyway. and
0: connecting and it not being yeah. weird. We nope. work ourselves up because I have anxiety too. So like we work ourselves up that like we're going to go there and everyone's going to think we're weird and you know my baby just pooped all over everything and like everyone's going to judge me for that. But you don't know Mm -hmm. unless you go. So go and try. And if that's how you feel, people don't feel welcoming to you, then awesome. Don't go back. Like, it's not awesome, obviously. But, like, don't go back. Mm -hmm. You don't have to Mm -hmm. go back. But at least try and experience it. Get out of your comfort zone. Go see if you can meet one person and it feel good. Because oftentimes it's actually – it turns out to be really great and you meet some awesome people. But you won't know unless you go.
1: Yeah. How many times do you dread going to do something? Every day of my life. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah that's that's pretty common to me too but but then you go and do it and yes. you're like I'm so glad I did that like I was kind of tired that morning I could have easily 100%. said like ah I really just want to laze around I was really busy yesterday tomorrow's another busy day but I went and did it and I felt awesome afterwards yeah and then I could I could be lazy later like whatever I know um, but it's the same it, it it's hard for parents to get out if you've had a hard night mm-hmm. or It just feels like that's too much work to get out. And I know because it is, it can be a lot of work to get out of the house with a kid. But even if it's just for 10 minutes or I tell people all the time, I'm going to be at such and such park. You'll see my sign. I'm the weird lady by herself with a big sign. Um, And if you think it's too weird or it's not your thing, you just keep on walking. We don't know (laughs) you're coming or not. So just walk right on by no pressure. It's all about the no pressure, no agenda. We're just here to connect. So
0: I'm totally coming to the next one.
1: I'm coming. Yes, bring your dog. I will. Okay, guys, my dog likes
0: babies.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Babies love dogs.
0: I'm tomorrow. I'm actually um, going to a singles beer crawl. I'm chaperoning it. I am not single. I'm actually celebrating my wedding anniversary. So uh, (laughs) sometimes you go to things where you maybe you don't fit into that bucket. That doesn't mean you can't get something out of it. So maybe I'll come to the mom event. <laughs> Do you know what?
1: I've had, there's been a couple of times where a mom has come without her child. Mm. Sometimes I'm actually there with my kids, but um, during the school year, I hope not to be. but Great. Uh, And other times I haven't, but it's like, but I'm still a mom. And, you know, because when I talk about postpartum, you know, from a medical standpoint, that's kind of like the first year after birth, but like, I'm still postpartum. My youngest is four. Mm -hmm. Postpartum is after you've had a baby, you decide when the support is not needed anymore. (laughs) Like just love that. Yeah. So it's it's that open that it's not like you have to have a kid under such and such. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah.
0: That's amazing, though, and that's awesome. So can you tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can connect with you, where they can find your podcast and get all the juice about these events that you have and all the juice that you have on your podcast?
1: Yes, lots of juice. So birth uh, so birth birthbabysleep.ca is a website. Um, you can scroll through all the goings on there from all things birth, baby, sleep, Um I'd love for people to join anyone on their parenting journey. Um, there's a great group on Facebook called the Halifax Perinatal Support Network. So it was kind of it was a bit of that group and, and thinking about this group, this community that's growing uh, and perinatal meeting in pregnancy or postpartum. So anywhere along that journey, because um, that the mental health journey can be a struggle there. So sometimes people join because they're struggling with um, depression or anxiety along that journey. Or they're uh, trying to prevent something like that from happening because a big part of that prevention and just uh, getting through those things is community, is connection. So uh, the Halifax Parenting Support Network is is a wonderful group to join if you're on Facebook. Um, But otherwise, you can find me at Birth Baby Sleep on Instagram and Facebook. And we have the Bringing Up Baby podcast, which streams on all major podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify and all the such. Um, we've got new episodes coming out soon. I usually take a break over the summer. Um, but we talk about it started with just babies, right? We're talking about feeding babies and introducing solids and a lot of sleep talk, of course, cause I'm a sleep consultant. Um, but we started expanding into more of like getting into bigger kids and siblings and maternal mental health and pregnancy and postpartum sex. And like, we're really diving into all things bringing up baby because it's not just about the baby. It's about the entire family. It's about the parents. It's about the whole unit. So uh, it's been awesome being able to deliver that. And uh, yeah, so birth baby sleep. That's where we are. Give us a Google.
0: Yeah. Connect with Ashley. Send her a message. Meet her in the park. You can come with me if you want, Um, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. I love all the things that you're doing, Ashley. I have a few questions that I ask every guest that comes on, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to dive into it. What is your favorite compliment to receive?
1: Probably that uh, I'm empathetic. Mm. I think that's maybe the more common one I've heard. Not that I hear them very often, but... um, (laughs) When, when people say I have, I have a lot of empathy, I appreciate that because I, I try to have a lot of empathy.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite thing to do to boost your mood when you're feeling
1: grumpy? Oh, I have a saying for this and I use it for my kids and I do it for myself. Get outside, get in water, or go to sleep. Mm. <laughs> one of those three things or all of the above in some connection are going to... Shift your focus.
0: Oh, I like that. Do your kids respond well to that?
1: Absolutely. Mm. I, I had a post a week or so ago of this one, like, late afternoon. or No, it was early evening. It was right after supper. And the kids were cranky and just we were home all day. It was just like a, oh, gosh, now I'm getting cranky. Like, we're all kind of going south. And we're like, let's go to the beach. Luckily, we live fairly close to a beach. So we, we drove there and it was just like everybody getting wet and sandy and just having a good time and you could think about all the cleanup afterwards and what have you but it totally shifted gears um or just getting in a bathtub with them or not with them but like have <laughs> them give them a bath or uh sometimes even like literally just drink a glass of water sometimes mm-hmm. my kid will be like oh i feel better so definitely one of those three if not two or three of those
0: Ooh, love it will
1: always change change a tune
0: amazing do you have a song or a quote that boosts your confidence uh
1: i i do um what well, I'll, I'll i'll give you both because i have a quote that always comes to mind and i wouldn't say it necessarily boosts confidence but it gives me more confidence if i'm in a shitty situation mm-hmm. um and it's everything's always all right in the end if it's not all right it's not the end Ooh. so that one always helps um but the song, when it comes to music, I love music, and I I have a eclectic mix of music, so it can depend on lots of things. But one I've been listening to lately that you can't help but get some confidence from is Amazing by Mary J. Blige. Oh, okay. Oh, it's so good. She's all like, uh, what did she say? Every day is my birthday. Bring the cake in. <laughs> I feel good. I feel great. I feel amazing. Like, it's just you can't help but like yeah i feel amazing all right
0: oh i'm gonna go listen to that right after <laughs> oh this please I it's so it. good that's awesome yeah. thank you so much ashley for being here and for sharing your truth and for just being you because we we love you i'm so glad
1: that you were here thanks jess love you too i love what you're doing and i was happy to be here
0: yeah you're welcome anytime come on back <laughs> we'll be back i am so grateful that we could connect today If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend or on your social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me grow this community and get my message out there. And don't forget, you deserve to embrace your truth. It's time to live life your way.